You're listening to the Big Finish Podcast. Official launch date, Monday the 21st of August 2017. (laughs) Where am I? Oh, (laughs) Oh, my bedroom. Wait a minute. That view out of my my window, that's not right. Looks like... Like I'm inside an enormous lava lamp. What? What? That isn't my phone. Hello? Hello, who's there? It's Peter Davison. Yeah, it doesn't sound like Peter Davison. Are you sure you're Peter Davison? Yes. Yeah, I don't believe you. All right then, but he is here. Where? In this podcast. Podcast? I'm I'm inside a, a... Podcast. Of course you are, my bright little star. Yeah, you, you you quoting an obscure Moody Blues album. No. Listen, Nick, what the heck's going on? There's no need to use that kind of flipping language, Benji. I'm just trying to spice the ruddy podcast up by being all sorts of 1960s crazy and weird. Well, crikey, Nick, why the heck would you be doing that for Pete's sake? Because we're releasing the second series of our audio reimagining of The Prisoner this week, on the 23rd of August, to be precise. What, The the Prisoner? You mean the cult classic ITV show originally starring Patrick McGowan? Yep. Sure do. (sighs) What blinky blimey, old chum. Shall we be playing the trailer? Well, Benji, old boy, that'll be coming up in the Big Finish News any minute now. Well, flippity-doo, man. Next you'll be telling me that the news will be followed by listeners' emails, a guest star interview, the randomoid selectatron, a roundup of the latest Big Finish releases, and a 15-minute drama tease from an upcoming production. I won't be telling you that, Benji, because you just told me! <laughs> and I'm guessing that you also won't be telling me that Peter Davison is our special guest star. Correct. And that the 15-minute drama tease is just the first 15 minutes of the first episode of the second volume of The Prisoner. Correct. Listen, mate, I can't stand the pressure of all this. Uh, Let's go to the big finish news. Let's do that thing. This, luckily, is the big finish news. Kyonek and Benji... Now, I did have a special instrument, but I have a feeling amongst all this uh, mess of moving house, I don't have it. I did... What was... What... What was that? Is that... That is, is incredible. my son's sound machine, it's called, and it's just got lots of... Fur thing. I think we like it, don't we? Yeah. I'm sure that, that they're BBC sound effects. Well, they're available to buy from, uh, uh, and uh, there's some unpleasant ones as well. Oh dear! Oh dear! <laughs> Thank you. Ah, I like that. Right. One. Uh, so, shall we? Uh, shall we do um, the latest releases? <laughs> or shall we do? Shall we do um, the news? Hey. Okay, we'll do the news. Ah, oh, I'm glad it's on our side there. Well, as you might have guessed, then uh, Volume Two of The Prisoner is out this week. Here's the brand new trailer. <laughs> Six. Number six. What about six? Where am I? Ever heard of the village? Good morning, good morning, good morning! (laughs) I'll break whatever little conspiracy you're trying to hatch. I vanished, did I? You didn't know. Where have you been? You didn't know? Phases A and B have been successfully enacted. We're ready with phase C. I'm not a number. I'm a free... I'll never accept this prison as my home. You are in harmony. 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 Reality is reality. You don't decide what reality is. Reality exists. There's far more to all this than you know. Far, far more. Nick, you wrote and directed it. Tell us something about it. Oh, don't, oh, oh, don't, uh, don't tell us then. Oh, I will tell you, yes. <laughs> Shall I tell you? Yes, hey, okay oh. then. Well, obviously it was uh, um, a great experience. Yeah, thanks, I know, it was very funny. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Oh, um, anyway, uh, that could get 
old. Ooh, quite. She's got jealous that, that it's made my own. She just decided to have a cup of tea <laughs> while I was talking rubbish. Yes. Um, well, the uh, the Prisoner Volume Two. Very lucky that we got some great uh, early reviews. Which oh yeah, you're going to mention those in a minute. Uh, in fact, yeah, I'm just reading ahead in the script. Yes, you do. Um, uh, great fun to do. Um, I, I, I have nothing to say. What can I say about the Prisoner Volume Two? Other than it's brilliant. I mean, it's it, obviously it's brilliant. It's got lots of great guest stars in it, I'm sure. Uh, well, I mean, in case you haven't um, uh, heard our re- audio reimagining of The Prisoner, you know, it is basically the same idea as the 1967 show. Nothing to do with the remake that was done a few years ago. Because, oh, sorry, that was a bit... Thank you. Uh, but, um, <laughs> although it did have Hayley Atwell in it. Yeah, nice. Um, Deserves two of those, actually, I think. Do you think? Well, oh, yeah. yeah. I can't do two at once. Oh, I can. All right. Okay. That's good enough. And, uh, but mind you, uh, if my wife hears that, there might be a... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. might be a classic BBC oh. window-breaking sound effect yeah. from Threads. Or even... <laughs> oh, that... Oh, it's Blimey. Just shot with a... <laughs> Elastic band. <laughs> <laughs> this is as promotional material for the prisoner. This is pretty, pretty, ru- pretty rubbish. I don't yeah. know what that means. I can't even speak now. ITV are just um, there going. You're meant to be promoting the prisoner, not the sound effects box. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, oh, thank you very much. Um, yeah. Well, okay, yeah. So it's 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 a reimagining. It's it's similar. But the same, well, anyway, uh, it's, let's. I tell you, what, let's I've let failed. the words of uh, other people uh, speak. This, you know, what they say a, re- <laughs> a review. Sp- <laughs> it's just turning into. <laughs> Sounds like a really old sixties war film, doesn't it? Really, yes, you know, it does, yeah. they're sort of dubbed over things over the top. Maybe. Oh, Teddy Savalas holding onto his hat at that point. <laughs> Love it! Oh man. Well, let's let's go on to these reviews then uh, of yes. uh, from the prisoner yes, people. Yes, I'm too too shy to quote them. You go ahead, Benji. All right. So here we go then. So uh, this first one's from Rick Davy, the Unmutual website. A triumph of compelling storytelling. I was oh. totally absorbed throughout. Entertaining, daring, and utterly enthralling. Oh, thank you. Cheers, Rick. This next one is from Spy Vibe. I like the name of that. Uh, Alan Hayes wrote this. Alan Hayes. Oh, yes, his name's not in blue, that's why. Sorry, Alan, you you were there, but uh, but, but, but not highlighted. Um, Just as intelligent, immersive, groundbreaking, and risk-taking as the original. Big finish, take the prisoner stories back to basics and reinvent them in clever ways paying homage to McGowan's creation whilst never betraying it oh thank you very much and then this uh, this final one that was the sound of our Mexican three priests there the three uh, mascaleros um, so um, <laughs> three mascaponies the three mascarpone puddings um, uh, this is from six of one this is a prisoner news website big finish have come up trumps again volume Yay. two of the prisoner is compulsive listening with Nick Briggs having worked his magic once more Mark Elstob is outstandingly good as number six as are the rest of the cast in their roles, intelligent and refreshingly new dialogue and storylines complementing the old is a must-have for any Prisoner fans collection. Oh, brilliant. And I would just add that it's at a very reasonable mm. price. Yeah. Um, okay, so I, I, won't, I won't go on about it anymore, except to say that uh, you can hear the first 15 minutes of the first episode of The Prisoner, Volume 2. That's I Met a Man Today, which is a version of Many Happy Returns, if you're a fan of the original Prisoner, at the end of this podcast. Next up, a shout out for a big Finnish listener, Mark Davis, who emailed in trailers for Cryptobiosis, Return of the Daleks, Sharda and Zagreus. Now, all but the latter are now on the release pages and SoundCloud. Uh, while as there was one already for Zagreus, this different edit can be found as a public download on the uh, SoundCloud page, I think. I think that's right, yeah. Mm. Or is it actually on the Zagreus page? I don't know. You go and have a check. But yeah, it was. I think it's the ones from that uh, website you told me about ages ago, Benji, where you said oh, there was a website yeah, with all yeah. the big finished trailers. And that there are trailers for stories that we didn't have trailers for. So anyway, here's a quick burst of them. 
This is Dauphin. Come in, open water. Come in, open water. This is Dauphin. Can you hear me? Over. A cruise, you said. A nice, gentle couple of weeks on board a luxury liner. On a cramped steamboat in the middle of a storm and accused of murder. And this is the roster where he spins, Captain. Will it ever give up? Lancaster is a sturdy vessel and she's written far stronger. Why does this always happen to us? Being there at the catalyst of impending drama. Us being the catalyst. However it happened, the hull has definitely been breached. If it has, how long until we start to sink? Could be a day. Enter. No one could ever know. We had to erase the past. Contrary to popular opinion, they don't exactly take me into their confidence. You surprise me. I think we both know where our loyalties lie. Do we? A planet known as Zillarial. During the time of the second great Dalek occupation. Have you anything else to say? Or can I just kill you now? Can you keep a secret? This is where the trouble really starts. The return of the Daleks. You have listened to the words of the Angel of Mercy. Beware the sphere. Beware Skagra. Beware Sharda. Come on, Ramana, come on, K9. We've got to go back. Back to Cambridge, 1979. Ah, Doctor, how splendid to see you. You too, Professor. This is Romana. Ship. Welcome home, my lord. My ship, tell me of the one called The Doctor. You brought a book from Gallifrey to Cambridge. Yes, just a few knickknacks, you know, and you know how I love my books, Doctor. It's the book itself. It's atomically unstable. It seems to be absorbing radioactivity. A book's doing that? Yes. I think it's very, very dangerous. We must find the professor. Do you know him? Hardly at all. He just lent me a book. A book? We've been looking for a book. It is a very dangerous book. And I have been very careless with it. It is the key to Shada. It would help if we knew who Shada was. Who or what? How naive, Doctor. How pathetically limited your vision. It's a bit of a, bit of a sort of BBC, uh, you know, keeping the tapes affair, isn't it, going on there? You know, it's been returned to the archives. Well, I think someone else made those trailers. I don't think we did them. Oh, really? Yeah, so it was a good idea. Yeah, well done, whoever, whoever did that. Well done. well done, Mark Davis. Well done. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is the end of the news this week. And thank you to the Mascaleros over there for, for seeing us through. Oh. Just when you thought you... You'd heard them all. That's quite a lot, there. It's a real jam-packed. Uh, is that the end of the? Uh, it's the end of the news. Yeah, it was quite. Okay. It was quite. It was quite a, a quickie today. But but you know that's that's sometimes it's how we roll. Yeah, or some sometimes we just make it too long by talking rubbish. We do. So so that's quite literally is the end of the news. And now, what is it time for, Nick? It's time now for listeners' emails. Bam Ziggy Zola. I do love an email, simple as that, and you can join in the fun by emailing us at podcast at bigfinish.com. That's P to the O to the D cast at B to the I to the G finish.com. So uh, first up then, this one is from Ian Stapleton. Dear Nick and Benji. Stop the boof! <laughs> uh, film 4, 22nd of August, 5 p.m. Chalet Girl! Hey. I hear it's uh, quite good. Do you know what? Uh, just imagine. Uh, I might have to tune in because I've not seen it. Um, yeah. If I'm not washing my hair that day, um, <laughs> I'll be. Well, that's like, uh, you know, what is it? Today is the 20th, isn't it? So it's what? We're next Tuesday? Is it next Tuesday then? Would it be? It's this, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's the 19th day, but we'll be releasing the podcast tomorrow on the 20th, and its official launch date is the 21st. So it's the Tuesday, yeah. So there I'm we go. I'm definitely recording it. Definitely recording it. <laughs> I hope it's on, the, on a VHS, like old, proper <laughs> classic style. Because that's, that's the thing. If you record it on, like, digital, it goes. It's finished. You, you'll never see, you know, it's deleted. It's gone. VHS, you know, I went up into my, you know, my loft uh, moving house pretty much, like, maybe, like, next week week after or something oh, went up nice. there found a uh, found an old tape didn't i 
What's it got on it? Well, I found two great tapes. One was just old music from like Top of the Pops. The other was uh, CBBC in like 1993, 94. All the best stuff on there. Like, you know, you name it. Even had Kirsten there in the old broom cupboard, living the dream. God. So, Kirsten? Kirsten, yeah. I don't remember Kirsten. I was probably too old to be watching it then. Possibly, possibly. I had Chris Jarvis. Do you remember him? Otis the Aardvark? Oh, I remember Otis the Aardvark. I don't remember. Oh, Chris Jarvis. Oh, what was he? Um, give me a clue. Chris Jarvis. He. I, I can't actually remember what he, he's just. Oh, a I presenter. know. He went on to do lots of other things, didn't he? I think he, he does. Oh, for, I think and he he's, did CBBS yeah. for a while, actually. That's right. He's a brilliant presenter, actually. I always thought of it maybe employing him to sort of play a sort of villain or something because it, he probably never gets the chance to do anything like that. People just wanted to go, hello! That, could you imagine that. It would be really frightening, wouldn't it? Yeah, always has a little twinkle in his eye, Chris Jarvis, doesn't he? I, like, you know, I, like... I know the mums and dads are watching and this is all a bit weird, but okay. No, he's, a, he's, a, he's, a, he's, a, he's a legend of broadcasting, his old Chris, his old Chris Jarvis. Um, Dave Benson Phillips, I mean, come on, get your own back. That was, that was the one. I don't even know. What oh, it's the best, right? This is this is. We're a, experiencing a generation gap moment. This, this no, because it is amazing. It is amazing because it's basically this thing. You have Chris, um, not Chris, not Chris, Dave Benson Phillips was this. He was like a presenter of this program, and basically, kids are gone. They'd be like, "My dad always makes me do my homework when when I want to be watching want, want to be watching telly." And then, and so they have to compete in it, and eventually, at the end, um, they get to gunge their parents or oh. or their teacher. Look, you can hear hear that. Oh, it's a plane going. We've got an air show today. We have an air show, so I do apologise if the uh, the airways are. Here's some air. It's on show. If they're filled with noise. Oh, there you go. It's the sound of a. uh, That's like a sonic boom. Then it's like a sort of. I think we've got a lot of jets. We've got um, we've got the Red Arrows, uh, F two F sixteen jet planes. Well, nothing could go wrong. It was quite frightening. We had wing walkers yesterday. It was really windy. And and God. I was really quite frightened for them. Not for me. I was on the beach, you know, sitting there with a coffee. But but for the wing walkers, it, it could have been a disaster. People walking on the wings of planes. Yeah, doing a little doing a little I dance. I feel that Ian Stapleton has been left hanging. It's all right. It's all right because because he let because you know there was a good gap there where we could reach things. And now right, should we, we, we jump come, back to the email? Yeah, now we come back into it, and it's so we can start afresh here because it's. I can still hear you very well over the noise of the World War Three starting. Yeah. <laughs> so um, Ian uh, Stapleton here says, 2017 is turning out to be another fantastic year of releases. If only, I, if only I could find the time to stay up to date with listening to everything. Can't wait for season two of The Prisoner. Not long to go. Uh, and the Eighth Doctor, Time War, and season two of the Tenth Doctor. Also, looking forward to hearing about the Eighth Doctor post-Doom Coalition. Um, that's Coalition, one word. I made it sound like two, didn't I? Um, <laughs> coalition. Uh, there's, there's two of them. Um, yeah. Uh, you've done so Is many... one of them? Yeah. Yes. You've done so many great stories with Paul McGann. Long may it continue to write in. Uh, cheers, guys. All the best. Ian Stapleton from, from Benfleet, Essex. I feel I should just explain very briefly the chalet girl thing if you're new to the podcast. It's my guilty entertainment secret, a film that I know I shouldn't like, but I do. It stars Felicity Jones as said chalet girl. It's also got Bill Nye in it. So, you know, it's not rubbish. Oh, it is really. It's just Billy Piper's reaction to my saying that was the best. In fact, I may I may just edit that in now if it's for you to hear Billy Piper's reaction to me saying I like Chalet Girl. That's a teenage girl terrible movie. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up. I I love it. I every time it's on I find myself watching it. So have you got anything like that that you're Nothing sort of, as bad no, as that. Yeah, obviously. Thank you, Billy. <clears throat> right, and now our old friend Benjamin Zimmer is back. Wow! He's back in an aeroplane. That's Anyway, sorry, Benjamin. I was just uh, distracted by it. Sorry, it just it looks it's it's just a huge, um, massive sort of very modern. That's that is a modern fighter jet, Euro fighter or something. Hello there again, Nicholas, the Monster Man, Briggs, and Sir Benji Clifford, Master of the Kazoo. Well, we've had no kazoo today. No, it's because the kazoo is underneath my synthesizer. Here it is. Um, Oh, it's 
You get the no, idea. It's the Dan Busters. It is the Dan Busters. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. I'm sending an email with some interesting stuff. Well, that's your opinion, Ian. Uh, it's not Ian. Sorry, it's Benjamin. I've gone back <laughs> the email. Oh, sorry. 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 It's uh, Benjamin. Yes, hey. that's fine. Uh, not Ian. No, it's Benjamin. <laughs> First of all, I'm going to reply to what your replies were of my email, let's just say, four weeks ago. Uh, first off... I'm sorry I'm a bit behind the, the with the 8th Doctor series, but hey, at least I know what's going on with the 8th Doctor. But what? do you? Uh, oh, I don't understand that. Uh, also, I'm glad to hear that the 8th Doctor has a future for the audio drama business. Of course he does. Uh, speaking of the 8th Doctor, I'm getting the 8th Doctor theme now. <laughs> Benjamin, I listened to the first three stories of Dark Eyes and Nicholas Briggs. You did a brilliant job at Dark Eyes. Thank you so much. Um, Paul McGann and Ruth Bradley did amazing voicing as the Doctor and Molly. And there was uh, some good acting from Toby Jones. He was excellent. And of course, you, Nicholas Briggs, as the Daleks. When I finish this box set with X and the Daleks, I've already added Dark Eyes 2 to my Amazon basket. Also, just one more thing, because this email is getting very long. It's not that long, you know. I tried out RAN, the Randomoid Selectatron, and I was addicted to pressing the Selector Random <laughs> Release button over and over again. Anyway, I guess it's time to end this ruddy email. Email. Best regards, Ben Z. P.S. So sorry to hear uh, the passing of uh, passing away of uh, Deborah Watling and Trevor Baxter. That was a terrible day for Doctor Who. It was a terrible time. We yeah, awful. Lot. Very sad. But thank you, Benjamin. Thank you for your return email. And even though we have a lot of new emailers, we couldn't resist putting this one in from another old emailer chum. This one's from Alexander Basden. Uh, All right, lads, he says it. Um, love it. That's always always my. Uh, you know, always gets my attention. This email is about two things, short trips and the English language. Uh, first of all, short trips. As I do not have the necessary wealth for a monthly range subscription, at the start of the year I decided that an annual payment on the 22nd of July, my birthday, uh, for a short trip subscription would be money well spent. And so far, this has been more than true. The short trips range has become one of my favourites at Big Finish, and the standout stories for me have been How to Win Planets and Influence People, and the Jago and Lightfoot revival, mainly due to the departure from the usual format of the series that makes the most of the single reader brackets usually set up. If uh, you ever plan to further developments to the range, uh, as was brought up in last week's podcast, may I suggest a box set of four short trips every year featuring stories set in the world of Doctor Who? <laughs> <laughs> We're not doing CDs of them, they're download only, yes. Uh, but he also says, but they would be featuring characters that could easily have more stories to tell, whilst probably not a whole spin off series, e.g., Countermeasures and Gallifrey. <whistles> mm. uh, just imagine, though, uh, you could have one with a return of Rufus Hound's Fantastic Monk. <laughs> one with Annette Badland reprising her role, her role as Blonde Fell Foch, Passamir de Slavine. Uh, and another with Bev Tarrant, and even one with Bilal. No, oh, no, 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 you, you cruel. Sorry, cruel. press the wrong button. <laughs> Terrible, very sad now. Um, this would also free up the main short chips range to include stories about new series doctors, brackets, if that was contractually acceptable. Again, just imagine how brilliant it would be to hear Jacqueline Pierce, Billy Piper, Catherine Tate and Arthur Darville perform tales about their respective doctors. Mm -hmm. That's talking about their GPs. Um, he's a nice <laughs> bloke. He's a nice bloke, but uh, he's a very kind man. He's a lovely man. More tea, vicar. Um, we we now come to my second point: the English language. Uh, Nick, you say literally too much. <laughs> I am a strong campaigner for the preservation of the English language and overuse of the word literally. In recent years has left led to the OED's definition of it being updated to mean figuratively. Essentially, I want you to fuck up! 
That's written so massively. Big. Yeah, I don't know what what size. I think it's. I don't font. know what what font is that. Uh, the font is Times. Third, th- yes, it's thirty-seven point three point. <laughs> well, you know why not? Why not? And 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 in bold, I might add, if I could be so bold. <laughs> Um, yes, it has... With a, 10 exclamation marks. Ten ex- it's got a spacing of one. Uh, before paragraph is zero. Uh, after paragraph is zero. Um, <laughs> uh, that's got a hex code of... Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so that concludes uh, his email. That's from Alexander Basden. P.S. Put me down for one of those podcast T-shirts. Are there going to be others featuring uh, featuring Bilal playing a kazoo and uttering "That way leads to death"? <laughs> that would be very That'd nice. Be very good. Maybe it? with like musical notes. Oh, what does he say? It's sent from sent from Bilal's kazoo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I'd imagine it'd be a sort of glow in the dark type of kazoo. It would it? have to be, yeah, glow in the dark kazoo. Yes, and down in those Exelon caves. Well, um, <laughs> so casually. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. No, no. <laughs> down in those excellent caves. Excellent caves. Hey, the famous uh, Carrie Blyton excellent caves oh. music there. <laughs> 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 so, um, uh, yeah, so we're not going to do uh, uh, CDs of short trips unless you really come and kicked out the doors of big finish but uh, yeah it's the idea they're meant to be you know uh, cheaply available download only but you know i would never say never but that's not in our plans the english language thing now i challenge you to find a point when i've said literally where i've meant it figuratively without being ironic I I often do it in a kind of like oh yes we were all literally you know because it annoys me too that's the thing Alexander it really annoys me too I always remember a, a certain executive producer of Doctor Who who shall remain nameless because her name's uh, Julie Gardner um, I remember she said something about her and Russell when they received some important news and she said we were literally running round in circles and I thought well I want to see a shot of the two of you running around in circles because if you were literally running around in circles i want to see that happen. what you meant was there was a lot of activity you weren't literally yeah. running around in circles it was almost as though you were running around in circles so like uh, uh, hold on she's she's on her way now to sort me out oh julie no <laughs> <laughs> yes uh so i try to avoid it at all costs using it incorrectly uh, i, d- I don't understand of... how you can use it figuratively though because it's, well, it's means, do... it means literally <laughs> Yeah, I know, but people do do that. I mean, we were we were literally, I, I was literally dead after that. You know, that's what people say things like that, and what they mean is that it was, it was so exhausting that they felt almost as though they were dead. But to underline it more, they've used the word literally to make it. I went for a phase you know, of saying legitimately quite a lot, like I was legit, and I realised it's completely wrong use of the word legitimately. <laughs> But I just, you know, you just sometimes you do. Th- I just had it in my mind that yeah, it was a stupid thing. I say basically too much as well. Oh, that just that always reminds me. I've got to tell this. It's just I remember um, when I was a kid. Um, I was in I was in the Cubs and then was moving up to the Scouts, and they organised some sort of meeting with with one of the Scouts to tell you about how you're going to move forward into the into the Scouts. And I remember there was this boy there, and he was really really boring. And I remember he was just, I just remember being sat in this sort of room with him going, and uh, basically you have to uh, move through the forest in this sort of thing. And basically uh, the real sort of core of this basically is that basically. And I remember it it annoyed me enough for me not to bother joining and carrying on because it was just, he was just so, so boring. Uh, Basically the... um, (laughs) Shut up. Well, I mean, the thing is, uh, it's just dull that it's um, uh, used so often, but it means in the most essential respects. Absolutely. Used to indicate that a statement summarises the most important aspect. So actually, <laughs> actually, uh, basically, is often used correctly. I say actually too much. If things well. are used correctly, it's fine. But- I'm sure actually means uh, as the truth or facts of a situation. Yeah, I was saying so. That is, in actual fact, the truth. Um Ooh, I, lo- I love the English the language. I must, I must, must listen to a trailer for the middle that's just come in. 
Yeah, a Colin Baker story from the main range coming up, but uh, can't listen to it now because I haven't approved it yet. Um, but I would like to say, Alex, two th- two things. The thing I've already said about my being completely aware of the word literally meaning. Uh, but the second thing is, if I have used it unknowingly, incorrectly, I am deeply, deeply sorry (laughs) that there from our studio audience I actually meant to press this one (laughs) that would have been funnier in a cynicism way Uh, just time for this one more email Uh, we managed to lure Paul Worston into emailing us yes all right Nick and Benji buck up and read this email your drama tease did it again I just finished the podcasts that featured the third Doctor Adventures and had to both pre-order volume three and email well Paul I can't pretend I'm sorry as I was working on the yard and laughing my wife asked was it another death to the Daleks joke Yes, yes, it was. She I knows. have Death the Daleks on the television right now and noticed that way leads to emailing the podcast. Anyway, my tangent-filled email was about how fantastic I think Tim Trelaw is as the third Doctor. I was very sceptical of a parody or poor impression before hearing 15 fantastic minutes of both episodes, and I was delighted to find a skilled voice artist who creates images of John Pertwee in my mind. My question is, would Big Finish ever consider a box set between the Green Death and the Time Warrior with an original companion. Just imagine the Death to the Daleks prequel where the Doctor and his companion find strange symbols on a Peruvian temple. Although another thought I had is what if the third Doctor sets off only to land at Unit HQ and find an older Benton in charge and wondering how many Doctors he will meet this time. Although didn't Mordrin Undead say Benton was selling cars after 1979? Oh, the unit timeline. Uh, I'm sure your amazing writers could work around this. I'm sure Matt Fitton could. Uh, Please keep bringing new stories from one of the best periods of my life while I wait for the other great Paul McGann stories to come. All the best, Paul Worston. Oh, well, thank you, Paul. Um, Yeah, I mean, clearly there's a huge gap in the third doctor narrative between the green death and the time warrior um but it would kind of be a big shame not to work with katie manning absolutely Uh, she is our third doctor and she's been doing so many corking performances i can't tell you how much fun i've had working with her and we've become really good chums um she's she's a force of nature and a joy to behold i love her to bits um you know, maybe we could do a box set where we have one with her and one without. But I would be frightened that uh, she might take some action against me. That sort of action, really. I think, to be <laughs> honest... I, uh, not, it's not just out of fear of, of Katie's uh, wrath. <sighs> I, but I wouldn't rule it out, Paul. It's an, it's an interesting idea. Am I the only person, though, that's sitting here thinking that I wouldn't want to see Benton in charge. I would actually prefer to have a story with Benton selling cars after 1979. How great would that be? Well, I mean, we have done the uh, unit reassembled, haven't we? And we and Benton is running a pub in that, and uh, he's but he's up for action and gets back into the fray. I don't think John Levine was very impressed. John Levine, who plays um, Sergeant Benton. I was very impressed with the idea of him being a used car salesman. That's Peter Grimway having a bit of a dig there, I reckon. <laughs> anyway. And that, I'm afraid, is the end of the emails. The sack is empty. I'm sorry for anybody that has sent in uh, messages via Messenger Pigeon because they have been disintegrated by the jets flying around mercilessly uh, above my house. Um, it is quite the, uh, quite the uh, experience, I must say. <laughs> oh now time now for us to rejoin our intrepid interviewer i'd just written interview that was just a bit weird uh karen parks who this time tracked down peter davison for us and there is much controversy about me yeah including her mispronouncing my name as nick brig hmm. but karen assures me it was just a slip of the tongue and 
And, you know, I do believe her because in all the other interviews, she, she got the S on the end. You know, nobody's perfect. Leave her alone. It happens, you know. So I'm here with Peter Davison. Peter, Nick Brigg wants to know, when did you first meet him? When did I first meet him? Yes. Oh, Lord, there's some catch to this question, presumably, is it? I, I don't no know. He, idea. he first, uh, he, uh, well, um, I'm sure I knew him before this, but I, obviously I met him here, but, uh, um, uh, and he was, he was directing me. There was some misunderstanding, I think, that we had between, he thought I never wanted him to direct me again, and uh, uh, which was because um, he, he made the fatal mistake of actors directing, and he gave me a line reading, and the <laughs> Last time, and I think I said to somebody, um, I'm really not fond of being given line readings. And uh, 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 I think uh, uh, for some reason, it, the idea grew up that uh, um, Nick directing any of these was a no no, but that's not strictly true. Uh, so, is he probably going to say something like he was 10 years old? Or, or I don't like know. That? I, do I know, don't know. Didn't you do some of like those Arizona solutions? Oh, no, that, that's absolutely true. You see, I've just lost in. Yes, that absolutely. I did. Yes, it might have been the Arizona solution. Mm -hmm. Very. Strange uh, um, production, which was m m mainly uh, the cast of Doctor Who um, uh, going back some way, and um, directed by a man called Bill Baggs. And I never quite understood what was going on, really. But yes, he was. Uh, yes, he would probably would have been there. Yeah, he was in one of those. He was in oh, a couple right, of those. Yeah, yeah, so that was it. That was it. Then probably, oh, okay. I'll go for that. Air's own solution. <laughs> and now, so if you get it wrong, the next yeah. time you see Nick, yes, <laughs> I'll bring it up. Exactly. Um, so, uh, listeners want to know, what is tingling your molecules about Big Finish at the moment? I know. You've tingling just... my molecules. Yes. What's mostly tingling my molecules is that I've not long ago been given, uh, as I've done so many of these things, this is an honorary thing, I've been given my honorary access code so I can listen to all the stories now um, on my um, iPod or iPhone or whatever it is, rather than have to find a CD player, which no longer exists in my house. <laughs> Not even a DVD player in my house anymore. It's extraordinary to think that, um, you know, that sort of technology, which seemed yeah. so revolutionary at the time, is now virtually gone. Virtually so have gone. you been listening to your stories or have you been listening to other people's stories? I have not listened to anyone else's stories in case they're better than mine. Um, because I live in this world in which I think actually that went really well. It was those were really good, and uh, um, so and probably the others are every bit, if not better than mine. But I don't wish to hear them because I might just get depressed. Um, is there a story of yours that gets presented to you more often than others at conventions or signatures? Uh, yes, spare parts, I would say, or uh, um, the fiftieth anniversary um, a special, which was called. Uh, I always forget it. It was on the tip of my tongue that it just went out of my head. That's age for you. Um, all right, so leaving the world of Big Finish for the moment. Okay. Uh, what is tingling your molecules about <laughs> entertainment in general? What film or TV or book or music or anything do you have to recommend? Oh, okay. Well, um, I would recommend... Well, I, I, I do love these the new sort of general... Uh, um, the, the way the streaming services, both Netflix and Amazon, have got into making uh, programming. There's plenty on there which I, I I don't like, and well, not I don't like positive in a in a in a just a negative way. I don't appeal to me, so I don't watch them. But there are there are very particular uh, things which are the smaller things. Sometimes you think, oh, this won't be any good, and you turn it on, and it's brilliant. Uh, um, but I don't know if I'm, you want me to say what they are. Yeah, do you? What, what I mean? are you enjoying? Well, actually, one of them is slightly embarrassing to say because it's called I Love Dick. And I was just watching it the other day. But it's, a, it's about these, these, these sort of couple, really, mm -hmm. who get infatuated with this man called Dick. So it's not what you imagine when I first say it. Uh, uh, um, but that, that, that's very good. And there are many things I, I love. Um, it, the, the, the Preacher is also is a very wacky serious but I kind of like it and it's that there's it, it, it seems to have uh, enabled um, uh, um, imagination to take off in a way and as far as I can gather from my limited access to people who are involved in making these programs it's because largely um, they don't get in the people who are, 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 are i.e. Netflix uh, Amazon or whoever uh, um, do not get involved uh, and they very much leave it 
to the people who are making the program. And that is really the way that creative creativity uh, blossoms and, and the way in which it was not going uh, on network television uh, uh, generally, I think. There are exceptions to that, there always will be. I mean, the BBC makes, and ITV make some great programmes, Channel 4 as well. And indeed, you know, actually I don't know how many, I have to be honest with you, I don't know how many brilliant series I've seen on net, American mm -hmm. network television, uh -huh. but certainly uh, the cable channels obviously right, uh, right. Uh, make great stuff. Yes, exactly. Um, do you find that the Amazon and Netflix, uh, if you enjoyed this, you might enjoy that, does a good job at finding things for you? Well, it's hard. I, I mean, I may well be missing things, but generally speaking, sometimes it makes some very strange choices on my behalf, <laughs> I have to say. But generally speaking, it's worth a look. I mean, I get quite, you know, so what the good thing about it is you're able uh, um, to watch 20 minutes of a program and go... Yeah, I think this is quite good. I'll give it. A, I'll give it a go. Or, or you think mm, not quite right, not quite right. And that's a shame when that happens when you just misses something you think that might be uh, um, good. Just seems to miss. And it may be a hit for uh, you know. Maybe other people may, might love it. It's all. To, it's all to do with personal choice, isn't it? But um, I do. In, I do enjoy enjoy that sort of sampling yeah. of things because there's so much stuff on there, and sometimes it's uh, TV things that were made you know, a few years ago that you've missed okay. somehow. Has either Amazon or Netflix recommended to you something that you're actually in? Never. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely It'll happen. never. It'll no, happen. they don't. Um, okay, so apart from... I'm very excited, I'll just say, I'm very excited about this new thing which is coming on in America anyway, which is called uh, BritBox because uh, um, that's all BBC and ITV programs. I think I am featured quite heavily in that. So. You are. Um, and just last question, uh, what is your guilty entertainment pleasure? So what are you enjoying that you feel like maybe you shouldn't admit to it? Apart from I Love Dick, what's another one? Uh, I would say Gotham. Gotham? Yeah, I really didn't think I'd enjoy Gotham. Okay. But having watched a few episodes of it, I'm quite enjoying it. I think it's because the almost complete abs at the moment, it probably is going to change. I'm literally on series one. Uh, but uh, there's almost complete absence of superheroes. Mm. I'm getting a bit tired of superheroes. Really, I, I make an exception for the doctor, of course, because um, <laughs> he's not really quite. He doesn't. Well, I was going to say he doesn't dress up, but of course I had a costume, didn't I? So I can't really say that. Uh, but he's not your, your standard uh, superhero. He's not. Doesn't have a cape. No, he doesn't have a cape. He doesn't have a mask. Really. Peter Davidson, thank you very much. Thank you. Great stuff from Peter Davidson there. Uh, I could tell my version of the whole line reading thing, if you like, uh, but it doesn't seem fair as Peter isn't here to argue with me. We did argue about it live on stage in front of about 500 Americans once. I think I told you about that. Yeah. Yeah. Might even have been 1,000 Americans. I, th I, think I, I think I bump up the number every time I tell the story. The whole of America. Uh, anyway. Um, it, I just... Reminds me with with the bit about your name there. Reminds me. Yesterday, I went to see the aeroplanes with my great uh, uncle, and uh, he's actually on Facebook. Um, and he said, oh, "I said, I sometimes see the name uh, Nick Briggs pop up." He said, "And I keep getting confused because my gardener's called Nick Briggs, and I keep thinking you're talking to my gardener." <laughs> I, I, I am his gardener <laughs> I was like no no I, I think they're two very different people <laughs> Nick Briggs the gardener now yes. there's a happy man we'll have him on the podcast one day less stress in his life I bet <laughs> <sighs> oh dear but yep yeah, so anyway so let's dodge that whole uh, controversy uh, with, with Nick and Peter and the gardener and um, <laughs> head straight for the Randomoid Selectatron. So please, ladies and gentlemen, cue that epic music. Oh. And here we are. So we're dipping uh, our toes into the vast river that is Big Finish. Uh, I'm popping in now and we have got ourselves the Crooked Man. Oh my yeah, goodness, I love this. Tom Baker cracker, that one. Yeah, um, it's, and the guest star playing the Crooked Man, who gives the most terrifying performance. Oh, he's so creepy. His laugh, I yeah. seem to recall. Neil Stook. Anyway, here's, here's the trailer. Coming soon from Big Finish Productions, the fourth Doctor adventures, Doctor Who, the Crooked Man. Once upon a time. What? I... I... 
Please! Don't worry. This won't hurt a bit. <laughs> Anyone in? These buildings look abandoned. Everywhere shut. And I could have treated you to some candy floss or enjoyed some rock. How could we enjoy a rock? Excuse me. What? Who goes there? Uh, a policeman. PC Andrews. Ellis Andrews. We saw the paper of news. Were the other deaths of equal ferocity? Doctor, stop. I thought I saw someone in the shadows. They were watching us. They looked strange. For such vain creatures, they are suspicious. I'm joy eviscerating them. <laughs> night, night. Sleep tight. Don't let the bed bugs. What the? Subscribers get more at bigfinish.com. Now, isn't that incredible? Uh, I remember two main things about this. Uh, one, that Neil Stook is formidable, a force to be reckoned with. Uh, he came with fully formed, um, outrageous performance. You know, I thought, how am I going to get this very well known? Because he's in the, in the UK. Neil Stook is very well known on television. Uh, he did a series called Silk. Um, oh, he's done loads of stuff. Yes, he has been. And he has a very aggressive energy in his performance. I saw him do Fast live on stage once, and uh, and I was very close to the, the performance area, and it was terrifying, the energy. of A Fast is meant to be a comedy, and it was hilarious, but the energy in him is terrifying. So the main thing I remember about him is that it had just been announced. Oh, no, no, it was just being rumoured that Matt Smith might leave the TV series. That's how long ago this was. And he wow. said, I want it. I've told my agent, I want it. So we could have had a very scary doctor. He was, I don't know whether he ever got to audition or anything. Um, there you go. And also, uh, Sarah Smart is, is in it, uh, who was in, uh, you know, that episode with Matt Smith, The Gangers, that one. A gang of two-parter? The, the clone... The clone... I can't remember what it was called. But anyway, she was in that. And it was lovely chatting to her about how she'd enjoyed working with uh, Matt and Arthur and Karen. Talking of which, I saw Karen... Uh, in. We were watching Guardians of the Galaxy again the other day. Great performance there as Nebula. Was it Nebula she played? Nebula, Nebula, Nebulous. That's, that's the programme. No, no, it's not... I know one of the characters is Nebula. I just... Um, I mean, I'm the worst person to, to, to talk to about this because I literally I just don't do superhero things. I, I don't have. Uh, a... Well, it's not a superhero film. It's a sci-fi film. Uh, yeah, it's well, not a su It's not a superhero film. They do not have superpowers. Well, that's that's certainly, uh, certainly. It's got loads of retro music in it. Benji, yes, that does. Uh, that it. does. That does. It's got. Um, it's got wrestler in it, hasn't it? Dave Batista. Um, yeah, maybe. I'll, maybe I'll it's give it. really funny. Maybe I'll it give it a go. It was very, very missold with its trailer, and I think it was a surprise success as well. It's huge. Anyway, it's one I, of those. I'm told that huge. Uh, Ken Bentley hates the sequel, but oh, does anyway. He? Oh. Yeah, but I really, really, really recommend the Crooked Man. It's a, it's a, yeah, a story about the land of fiction. If I can spoil that for you, and Tom and Lou are on fantastic form in it. Great supporting cast. Yep, there we go. Lovely one, Ran. Thank you. Yeah, Ran. What a ch what a champion. What a champion. Always delivers the goods. Does our Ran. So cheers for that. Uh, and now, of course, um, the podcast pretty much just fizzles out like a fizzly thing that fizzles. So time for you to get very excited about the first free. 15 minutes of The Prisoner Volume 2 uh, and that's coming up in a, a moment or two but uh, first here's Nick with a quick roundup of what's available right now that's right now a big finish I've interrupted you it's a total it's a total podcast crisis Torchwood The Dying Room Simon Russell Beale is outstanding in this one Torchwood Aliens Among Us Part 1 a new Torchwood team meets the old one it's 
dynamite fantastic reviews the fourth doctor adventures the skin of the sleek tom baker yes yes and lana ward in a great story by the brilliant mark platt such a brilliant writer the seventh doctor adventure the blood furnace sylvester mccoy sophie aldred and bonnie langford in a great story by eddie robson eddie one of my favorite writers doesn't write enough for us these days i don't know he used to do loads and loads for us he's a busy man busy man busy, busy man, man. Busy uh, man. third doctor or uh, the, the third doctor adventures volume three got a great review for the conquest of far on um 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 sf bulletin yes whatever i can't never remember the name sorry sorry paul simpson sorry ah he'll write it and kill me uh it's just put it down to an adult old brain and hamlet of course to listen or not to listen we advise you strongly to listen that was Shakespeare, of course, who, who, who's quoted, who, who did that when he was talking about Big Finish, <laughs> yeah, wasn't he? he? He actually said that. He yeah, actually yeah. said that, he did. Yeah, that's true. Oh, I've it, it's, it's true, I've, I've got it recorded on cassette. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, so Shakespeare there we... recorded on cassette. <laughs> yeah, he's that old Shakespeare, he used to use cassettes. Oh, he was, he was really, really, yeah, he had one of those Fisher-Price uh, children's cassette tape recorder things with a big red button. Um, that you hold in your hand with the microphone. I'm, I'm going. I'm going off the point. Uh, so here, ladies and gentlemen, is the first 15 minutes. Every time I see the the word 15, I keep thinking it says Slithine. The first 15 <laughs> minutes. Slithine minutes <laughs> of the Prisoner Volume Two. you've started cooking lunch. My publisher has just stuffed me with custard creams. I know, I should have resisted, but he was talking sizable advances and I got a bit carried away. Oh, don't you worry, Mrs Butterworth. I know you always come back from Mr Fielder's full of biscuits. <laughs> I've made some sandwiches and put them in foil in the fridge. Hmm. Brenda, are you curtain twitching? Are we that sort of neighbourhood now? Brenda, he's still there. What? Who? Brenda, he's been there since just after you left. Who has? Look, but be careful. Don't let him see you. He's looking right at this house. I refuse to curtain twitch. I insist you explain yourself at once, Brenda. (gasps) There's a man out there watching the house. Oh, it's so ridiculous. I'm not being ridiculous. Ooh, is he wearing a gabardine mac and a fedora? No, he's as scruffy as you like. Dirty clothes, ripped trouser leg, unshaven, very unsavoury looking. <gasps> Maybe he's holding a rolled up newspaper concealing a pistol with a silencer. Well, you can take the mickey if you like. <laughs> but if you ask me... Yes? Well, go on, you've got me interested now. There's something a bit shifty about him. <laughs> shifty? Just because he's a bit scruffy? Brenda, you're such a terrible snob. As if... As if he's got a dark secret. As though he's up to no good. Oh, and his eyes. Oh, they look right at you. I thought I was the one who was supposed to have the overactive imagination. Will you just come and have... Oh, my goodness. (gasps) What? Shh! He's 
coming over. Is he? Bold as brass. <gasps> He's coming to the door. Oh, my God. What are we to do? Oh, you answer it. I'll hide. What? But... <sighs> yes, can I help you? Uh, yes, look, I haven't got... That car. This one, out here. K-A-R-120-C. What about it? <laughs> Everything. Eh? I know everything about it. The engine number is 461034TZ. I built it. It's mine. No, it isn't. I want to see her. Who? The new owner. I saw her pull up a moment ago. She came in here. I want to see her. Well, you can't. Oh, that was a bit unfriendly, wasn't it? Well, he gave me the creeps. Those eyes. Sort of desperate. Like a ravenous animal's. What's he doing now? Don't. He might see you. He's just looking at my car. You don't think he's going to steal it, do you? No, I don't think so. You don't think so? He said he thought it was his. We should call the police. Let me call the police. No, don't. You know, he looks like a bit of a lost soul to me. Is he touching the car? No. He's just sort of wandered off. Well, good riddance. I'm going to follow him. What? No. I'm sure he's perfectly harmless. What? He could be anyone. There's just... There's something about him, don't you think? Something going on behind his eyes. Probably murder. No, I don't think so. His clothes were... Probably been sleeping rough. He's a man with a story. You can't go treating people like their characters in one of your books, Mrs Butterworth. And what do you mean by that? I'm sorry. I don't mean to be harsh, but in real life... Yes. Well, in real life, people can be dangerous. And you're... I'm what? You know what I mean. You ought not to upset yourself just now. Brenda, don't fuss. I'll be perfectly fine. Oh! I've... Hello. Again. Again? Uh, sorry, I, uh, I didn't expect to... Well, I didn't expect to find you just standing in the street. Didn't you? No, I thought you might have gone, or... I don't know, sorry. Nothing to be sorry about. <laughs> Except that I've apparently got your car. It looks just the same. The car? Well, good. I didn't know the previous owner. You. I mean, my... Someone bought it for me. I wasn't talking about my car. I meant the pub. The Lord Buckingham? You know it? Yes. What are you doing? It feels real. What? It tastes real. London grime. Uh, I'm not sure that's good for you. Are you real? Well, I hope you're not planning on doing that to me. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was an odd thing to say. <laughs> um, would you like a drink? No money. I see. No. Of course. Of course. Oh, well, uh, my housekeeper, Brenda, she said you look like you've been sleeping rough. Rough? Sorry, I didn't mean to be rude. Yes. Yes, I, I suppose I have been sleeping rough. I'll buy you a drink. Sorry. Was that too forward? I'm sorry, I shouldn't have... Why not? Buy me a drink. I could do with a drink. Oh, I always forget how small this place is. Do you think it could be the smallest pub in London? Could be. First customers of the day. What can I get you? Ah, uh, what would you like? Uh, whiskey. Large. Please. Oh, okay. I think I'll join you. Two large whiskies, please. <sighs> Do you want to sit down? 
I think I'd better. That'll be four and six, love. Your friend all right? Uh, not sure. Bit tired, I expect. Thanks. I'm fine. How's Bob? Bob? You don't know who Bob is? Uh, no. He's the landlord. Oh, that Bob. Yeah. He died. Yeah. Cheers. When did he die? When did Bob die? Dunno. Before I got this job. Then how do you know his name? Boss mentioned him. Think they knew each other. How did he die? Think it was a freak road accident. Excuse me, got to change the barrel. Did you know the old landlord well? I uh, knew him. Cheers. Mm. Do you often buy strange men drinks? Only strange men who've been sleeping rough and claim to know everything about my car. <laughs> 461034TZ. That's the engine number. Is it? I honestly wouldn't know, I'm afraid. I know about your house, too. Oh? Cigarette? Thanks. Nice case. Hmm. Thanks. What's your name? What's yours? Kate. Kate Butterworth. You're not going to tell me your name. That barmaid. What about her? Something about her. You recognise her? Maybe I... <sighs> Are you sure you're all right? No. What's happened to you? What do you mean? I don't know. But something's happened to you, hasn't it? Something terrible. What makes you say that? Not sure. I just sort of feel it. Huh. What? Brenda thinks I'm vulnerable at the moment. Brenda? Uh, my housekeeper. Why should you be vulnerable? Never mind. Tell me your story. Story? Oh. Mm. Now, don't prove me wrong. I told Brenda, you're a man with a story to tell. Did you now? Yes. And it's true, isn't it? How do I know I can trust you? How do you know you can trust anyone? Mm. I don't. Have... Have you ever trusted anyone? Perhaps. Once. I see. But not anymore. Is this your story? You haven't asked me why I know about your house. Why not? Okay. <laughs> Tell me about my house. I used to live there. Where did you move to? The village. The... What do you mean, the village? Don't you know? Well, uh, no. No, I don't. Where is it? I have no idea. But I got away. You got away? I don't quite understand. You were in a village, you didn't know where it was, and you didn't want to be there. How long were you there? I don't know. A long time. Okay. How did you get away? The shower didn't work. The showers? Sorry, I don't follow. That's how it started. The shower didn't work and the village was empty. Look, maybe a drink wasn't a good idea. When did you last eat? I don't remember. I think you'd better come back with me. Brenda's a great cook. 
Brenda? I told you, my housekeeper. Look, come on. Let me help you up. Come on. Can I contact someone for you? What's your name? No names. Just numbers. Six. Six? Number six. What about six? Not six. Thank you. These are delicious. <laughs> uh, so I see. They were meant for Mrs. Butterworth. I'm sorry, would you... No, like... no, it's fine. I'm I'm not hungry. Uh, Brenda? Yes, Mrs Butterworth? Any thoughts on dinner this evening? There's that hot pot from yesterday. Oh, that'd be lovely. Thanks. Uh, sorry? Would Brenda's hot pot for dinner suit you? You want me to stay for dinner? Perhaps the gentleman has made other arrangements. Yes, thank you, Brenda. I think the gentleman and I need to have a little chat. So, oh, well, if you're quite sure... Yes, I think I am. Well, I'll be in the kitchen if you need me. Thank you. <clears throat> She's suspicious of me. No, I'm sure she's just... Now, don't blame her. Why aren't you? You want me to be suspicious of you. Shouldn't you be? I'm not much concerned with what I should or shouldn't be. A bit of a rebel, are you? I'm interested in people, their stories. My story? Don't you want to tell me? Why should I? Everybody wants to tell their story, don't they? <laughs> this is beginning to sound like an interrogation. Well, it isn't. More tea? Thank you. <laughs> 